Hello, San Diego biz babes. Your host, Paulina Salazar, welcomes a podcast where passion meets income. Here we aspire to inspire. For more information, visit SanDiegoBizBabes.com. Hello, San Diego Biz Babes. It's Paulina Salazar. I just wanted to do this quick recap here. Anisha and I actually had a conversation before the interview, but I decided to leave it on there. I saw some value. So I really hope you guys enjoy it. It's Anisha's basically story on how she came to be. As you guys know, San Diego is pretty hard to break into as far as restaurant business goes. So this is a great success story. She's super young, and I'm really excited for you guys to tune in. Hope you guys enjoy. It's really the same thing. Yeah, my background's actually in real estate. I was working for um, pension funds oh on their investment team. So we were. I was like underwriting apartment complexes, office buildings, small pressure underwriting. Yeah, like I was doing like the financial analysis behind, and then we'd buy them and we'd have an operating partner, but we'd also be managing them too. But like, not managing them day to day as the asset. But yeah. Oh my god. The portfolio. Well, that yeah, I think that helps. You kind of saw what an intense business is ran like. Mm-hmm. Jumping here. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm probably gonna head because I don't see myself with. Um, real estate my whole life yeah it's just kind of a good opportunity for me to see what it's like to actually have to slave away and create these systems social media everything and it's working what's cool you've got the podcast yeah the podcast was my first breakaway from like expanding what you're doing a little Mm -hmm. bit and now I'm like obsessed with it so it's more encouraging to do other things now that's such a cool way to meet different people that's really, I think, where my niche is heading towards is just kind of networking. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe I'll sell a product later and then because I know so many people, yeah. it will do well. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, but at the same time, it's like you meet so many people that yeah. there has to be an You're opportunity. You're expanding your network. Exactly. Yeah. And the opportunities are just like you keep growing. So yeah. I might get a job offer that I can't turn down. Or yeah. I'm just yeah. keeping my brain open. Like, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Whatever you don't know what'll come. Yeah. But... We're just going to... It's kind of cool that you're doing it because then you're just doing it out of, like, curiosity and just, like, love for what you're doing. Exactly. So that's good. I know. And I wasn't doing that maybe, you know, six months ago, but... How long... It, when did you have your first episode? Like, when did you start? Honestly, I think it's been a little over... Almost a year now. Oh, okay. So it's been, like, a long... Because it took a while to launch. Yeah. real estate was so crazy. Um, but once we launched, it was, like okay, I was just, like, booking every single appointment that I could. Yeah. Now I'm getting really not – yeah, I guess I'm getting really picky with, like, my interviews. So it's mm-hmm. getting better. That's you good. Know? But at the same time, it's harder to find them. Yeah. Because I am getting picky, so my, yeah. it's narrowing down. But I think what I've learned from running a business and everything like that is just, like, the quality of your service mm-hmm. should always be first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I'm – and I think podcast is one of those things where it's like practice makes perfect. So like your first episode is never going to be as good. Like, and that's for every single podcast because like 50. <laughs> yeah, but like that's that. like, I listen to old episodes from some of the podcasts I listen to now. And it's like, there's, there's nowhere near the same caliber, but, but that's just, people know that. I think. Yeah. I think people who listen to podcasts know that. Yeah. Yeah. My sister listens to this like crime junkie one. I wonder how I could bring that to, to this. I don't know how I would do that, but anyways, 
it's just getting, I think, yeah. creative. And now they're like, oh, for $5, you can buy um, nails. Yeah. But what about you? Tell me. Yeah. So we're just going to... it? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to jump right into it. So... Anisha, Is it on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, Anisha, so much for joining me. Um, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> and tell us a little bit more about, I guess, your start to this powerhouse. It's amazing. I'm sitting in it right now. It's beautiful. I love the way you decorated it. So tell us a little background, like how did you kind of start with this and why Pacific Beach, which I think is a great location, Yeah. and why the health? So I guess I would start, um, I guess it started by my passion for health and fitness. Mm -hmm. I started working out probably like four or five years ago now, and I'm vegetarian, so it's been really hard for me to get enough protein in yeah and so I was making just at home um well actually no I, I lived in Europe for a little bit and when we were living in Frankfurt there was this like pizza burger place and it was all protein enhanced low carb and we ate that pizza like my husband and I ate that pizza like every single day and so it was, I started from there then we moved um back to San we moved to San Diego and I was making these at home and I needed something that like would get me enough protein like for me I could get a vegetarian pizza from Powerhouse, and it's 50 to 60 grams of protein. There's no way I can get that amount of protein in any other meal that's vegetarian. And so when we moved to San Diego, I was for my husband's job. So I was trying to figure out what I would do. My background's actually in commercial real estate, and I didn't, I'd previously worked for pension plans, larger companies, and I wanted to do something more on my own. I was trying to think about different business ideas that I could do, and I, I looked at like different things. Um, I looked at making protein ice cream, protein, like high protein cheese. I was just like all over the place trying to figure out what I would do in San Diego. And San Diego wasn't my top, like wasn't my choice for city, but I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. um, people are so health conscious. They are very um, wellness minded here. And so it worked out really well that I could do something in the wellness space, even though that's not my background. I wanted to jump in because I feel like the time for the wellness industry is now. Um, I chose Pacific Beach because um, this is where everybody was meeting in San Diego and I was making friends through different fitness groups, my spin studio, my gyms. Everybody seemed to be living in PB and if you look, like there's probably 30 fitness studios or gyms within, just like within the neighborhood. It's crazy how many... I noticed that. Yeah. This, this, that is true. There's literally a yoga studio next door to me and then another yoga studio across the street from me. Mm -hmm. And one one block away and then a bar studio. Like there's just like, just on this, like within three blocks, there's probably 10 studios. I love that because I think that a huge part of it is Pacific Beach is a younger mm -hmm. vibe generation. Yeah. And... But that's what that generation is bringing is like health conscious, stay fit, you know, it's like beach life. It's yeah. just San Diego in general. Yeah. But in, in one little nutshell in PB, that's awesome. Yeah, I love PB. Like I, I think that the community here and the business here is exactly the type of fit that I needed for my business. We're a little bit, like we're further away from the beach. We're probably a mile from the beach. Mm -hmm. And so we don't get a lot of the tourist beach traffic, but we do do like most of our business through local businesses in the neighborhood and yeah. people that are frequenting those types of places. Mm -hmm. Do you get a lot of your bigger orders from locals or are you finding them that they're coming from like outside? No, mainly locals. Like I would say the majority of our business is people who live in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, some people find us on Instagram or they find us through a friend and they're visiting from North Park or somewhere else. But for the most part, it's local because we're like a fast casual pizza place. So it's 
we were not going to be like a date night place where you drive 30 minutes for like a nice sit down meal yeah. <laughs> it's just definitely more catered towards like something quick and easy mm-hmm. so when was this like what year was this uh when did you launch it so i started working on this about a year and a half before we actually opened so when we moved to san diego my process started by um, first figuring out the recipes like mm-hmm. i didn't have recipes i played around with different types of flowers different ingredients and then from there um, once I kind of settled on some recipes it was recipe testing so I wanted to make sure that people would actually like my pizzas so I actually approached need to be familiar with this with your real estate background a lot of the nicer apartment complexes have um, catering kitchens with ovens so Mm -hmm. I did catering I just basically catered little events for the apartment complexes and brought all my pizza dough there made pizzas and we'd have anywhere between 20 to 60 people come and just sample the pizzas and they'd give me feedback and that was a great way to just test out would there be demand for our pizzas (laughs) and from there that's at the same time I was doing my numbers figuring out how much capital would need what my cash flows would look like how many customers I would need on that day and I went into different restaurants I sat down I just counted like how many customers were coming I'd sat close enough to the register so I could hear what the totals were, how much people were spending, how many people got drinks, just to try and get a sense of what the business looks like. Because I've never worked in a restaurant before this. Yeah. So this is completely brand new to me. Um, Which is awesome. Yeah. That you just jumped into something that you're, you're not even familiar with. Yeah, I learned a lot from podcasts. Like, I listened to multiple restaurant-specific podcasts that just it was like having a conversation with a restaurant owner every yeah. single episode and yeah. I could learn off of their experiences um big things that came up were make sure you have systems and processes so before I even opened I had checklists for everything recipes were written out um opening checklists closing checklists delivery checklists like everything nothing needed to be memorized everything was written out mm-hmm. for my team um and then I would say I would say that initial phase, that was probably like six or seven months before I realized, okay, this is something I can go forward with and started looking for, for space. Um, PB is challenging. There's not a lot of space and there's not a lot of space that is um, not super expensive. That's by the beach. (laughs) And so, and I had to convince my landlord, like this space used to be a Papa John's and there was some restaurant um, improvements already made to the space less than I expected after when I signed the lease. So that was a little bit of a learning process. Mm-hmm. But there was other people competing for the space. And the other um, the other group that was also looking to lease the space had an existing restaurant. So they had a lot more experience than me. But I went to my landlord. I had a full deck. Um, I have a business background. So I had like a full business plan, financials. And I showed them, look, like this is, I can do something really different with your space. We opened it up. We put in garage door windows. We made it look really nice. And I think he took a chance on me, and Aww. but like it's been going well so far. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, I mean, it took you then six months really just putting the numbers together realistically, yeah. and then the rest of it was just actually going out there and getting space. That probably took a, like a probably like three month process of like when I started really looking for space and finding a finding a location that I liked. And then the build-out was almost nine months, too, just in doing the permits, the construction. So we opened in January of this year, so January 2019. So we've been open uh, about eight months now. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Yeah. So it's still very new. (laughs) That's so awesome. 
Now, I'm going to tell everybody about this. <laughs> yes. What about, um, so obviously you had savings, right? Because I'm sure there's mm-hmm. listeners right now that are thinking of starting their restaurants, including a bunch of my friends. So, like, what, how much would you recommend to reserve? Or I always feel like money should never stop you. You know, yeah. there's ways to get it, whether it's a freaking loan or, I don't know, an investor yeah. or something. Yeah. But how would you advise them as far as the money part goes? Um, I would say that you would need more than you think. Like I did like a pretty detailed cash flow and under like trying to figure, and I have a, I have a financial analysis background. So I had like a crazy model and everything just, it took, took more, a lot more than I expected. Um, partly because of delays with construction. So that's all time that I spent spending rent money. Um, a lot of it was just. I wasn't optimal when I first opened, so I was spending way more on labor, I was spending way more on food than I would be if I was efficient, um, just because I didn't know how many people I need. I, I kind of went in with the mentality of let me overstaff, I'd rather have more people here, and we'd have crazy rushes, like there'd be times like on a Friday night where all of a sudden it'd be crazy and we'd be like one month in, and so then after that I'd be scarred, I'd be like, okay, I need to just like have way more people so that we don't deal with those situations. Yeah, <laughs> Because that's everybody's first experience coming in, but that comes at a cost. Like, labor is my biggest cost, and I probably was spending almost twice as much on labor the first few months than I am today. And it just takes a, it just takes a long time to realize, okay, wait, I don't need this many people. And then I implement it, and it just it takes a long time. I also spent... Um, at the beginning, I spent a lot of my money on... Um, advertising companies and digital marketing agencies and it was really expensive and I don't think that I saw the returns from it so a lot of it is just a lot of trial and error especially when it comes to marketing trying to figure out what's the best way and that takes a lot of money and if you don't see the return from it well that's money down the drain yeah so So what do you see the the return on that you would kind of I guess let us know as far as the first eight months I would say that I still haven't found the secret the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I haven't found the one um <laughs> I think it's more so like a niche you know it's yeah like you have to find that like perfect niche yeah um and then just stick to it and just I know that's it. the other thing is everybody's like oh well you have to try it out for a few months mm-hmm. and I'm impatient and don't have the capital to just try things out for multiple months and not see the return so, I don't know. I'm still working on that. <laughs> That's awesome. What has worked well for us is um, partnerships. Um, we do a lot of different events with local businesses, local, like, local fitness studios, doing samples in front of local fitness studios. And it's one of those things where um, people here, I don't know, it's just like a retail business takes time. Um, I'll have people that have come in um, month one, they loved us, and they are coming back in now yeah. like eight months later and they're like oh yeah we love your pizza and I'm always like in my head like why didn't you come back sooner <laughs> but it's just like one of those things where and even now like we have people that are in the neighborhood that like come in and like oh you guys are like brand new right like I just heard about you and I'm like yeah we've been here since January so it just I think a lot takes a lot longer than you anticipate. Like oh, yeah. I think you, I think the ones that you like a lot of restaurants that you hear about blow up because of Instagram or go viral somehow, and they just like have something that everybody goes and flocks to them. But I specifically didn't want to take a route of like tons of advertising at the beginning because I knew like it's my first restaurant. Like I don't 
have staff that know how to make pizzas. I don't know myself how to run. Like it's, I've never managed people before. So it was so new that, and I think I had read a book somewhere where somebody had like tons of people coming in and then they had a bad experience because it was just like overwhelming. Yeah. So I was also kind of went in with the mentality of let me build slow, slower versus all at once and lose like you only have one chance to make a first impression. Exactly. It's and like that quality over quantity. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome that you like picked it up super quick in the beginning though, because I think that that mm-hmm. is a mistake that a lot of small businesses do when they're trying to launch mm-hmm. is just kind of like throw everything and then they get overwhelmed. And then like mm-hmm. you said, like the quality goes down because everything's like, eh. yeah. So, I mean, you were pretty quick to just like, wait a second, this isn't working. And I'm sure you're back. Yeah. I think it takes, it takes, I think for me, one of the, challenges has been in trying to understand how to pivot and um, how quickly to implement changes. So we introduced a fourth crust probably about four months in and it was maybe something that like, so we have a whole grain high protein crust. We have a gluten free crust that also has some protein in it. And then we have a cauliflower crust. So those are the three crusts that we started with, but we didn't really have anything that was a normal white crust and we were selling our gluten free white crust as like a normal white crust because we ended up having I was just thinking we would just be super super health conscious but then we ended up having a lot of people coming in that are on a spectrum and so that took me a while to realize okay like people want like the healthy toppings they want the grass-fed cheese they want the uncured nitrate free pizza toppings um or they're or they're vegan and they want like the plant-based pizza options but they want a more traditional crust they don't want like the super healthy whole grain or gluten-free or cauliflower so we introduced a garlic herb crust which is more of a traditional crust it tastes really awesome four months in and we had protein powder in that at first and then we ended up taking it out so a lot of that kind of stuff like with the recipes it just takes time to figure out okay what do people want yeah because I went in with my idea of what people want but that's not necessarily what yeah consumers want it's huge understanding your audience is mm-hmm. huge yeah. we're going to be adding in some wraps in a few weeks probably because nice. right now we've got some salads and we've got pizzas and we don't have anything like call it in between in yeah. terms of like how hungry people are and how like people want their meal yeah and we've been doing a lot more corporate catering so for lunch a pizza like a full 10 inch pizza might be a little bit much for somebody yeah so wraps are coming <laughs> yeah. i mean it, yeah i mean like you said you know you're kind of finding your niches and you're mm-hmm. finding your crooks and crannies and you're fixing it so that's awesome how did you feel having to manage your first couple people because I'm in that same boat right now. And yeah. I don't like it. I'm like, yeah. this is hard. I don't know how to do this. So how did you handle that? So I would say that with all the other restaurant owners, specifically that I talked to, labor, staffing is their biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm really lucky because that's not a challenge for me. I have a really awesome team. And everybody I have in the store right now I've had since day one which for the restaurant industry like that's crazy that's awesome I think yeah. a huge part of it is like you attract that energy and vibe yeah. people obviously are going to work here that actually like the pizza and I would say you know? that I, I did cut people so I did I did lose some people that weren't a good fit and when we first opened and I put the job postings out I thought we'd have all of this interest because it's going to be this really cool place to work but nobody knows what powerhouse is so they were like when I was like interviewing I was like getting to a point where I was like oh I'm desperate like I was like I just need people who are going to work here because I wasn't finding any good matches and I did end up hiring 
um, a couple of people that I was like, you know what, they don't fit with my vibe, they don't fit with the team, and they're just going to be in the kitchen, I can't have them in front of customers. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what, they're going to show up because they really need the money. <laughs> At least I can rely on them to show up to work. And that was a bad, that was a bad decision because they weren't, they weren't a good fit. They, there was a lot of clashes between some of our team members, you know, like people, nobody liked some of these people and they just didn't get along. And, and there was, um, that was with one team person that I had when I first, one employee that I first opened with, another employee wasn't trustworthy. So people didn't feel comfortable having their phones or wallets in the kitchen. Cause they're like, you know what? I feel like this guy's going to take it. Uh, so there, I definitely had some, um, some negative energy when we first opened and we ended up getting rid of them and now we're in a good place. But I hired those people out of desperation. So I would say learning experience, hold out. <laughs> but it's, it's hard because I needed to open the restaurant and I needed somebody to work. <laughs> now we've just been able to work with the people that we have and we haven't really added in very many new people. Mm-hmm. Do you see your menu growing a lot or do you want to keep it always very like how it is now? No, I don't want it to go too much um, because I think that I'd rather do less and do it really well. Um, I love that answer. <laughs> but the balance is um, some places that people eat, so talking to another restaurant owner, they said, well, how often do your regulars come? My regulars come um, maybe, for the most part, once a week, Okay. Um, maybe twice a week. Mm-hmm. Other places have regulars that come five days a week. And it's because they have different variety and they have different things that they would eat. So maybe they're eating a bowl one day, a salad one day, a sandwich one day, a smoothie for breakfast one day. So I think we do need to have a little bit more variety for our regulars. And I think that the wraps will help with that. And we'll probably do maybe a couple of smoothies, but more like special smoothies, working mm-hmm. with different local influencers, yeah. um, different things like that. But I didn't even ask you, how did you, how did you become... You're vegan or vegetarian? Vegetarian. So I was raised vegetarian. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So that's just kind of been innate with me. <laughs> okay. But my husband's not vegetarian. I didn't want this to be a place where it's... So the whole premise behind healthy pizzas is that you're eating what you want to eat versus eliminating what you want to eat. And taking what you want to eat and making it more nutritious. Adding in the superfoods, adding in the protein, using high quality ingredients. So I didn't want it to be all plant-based or all gluten-free. It's more like choose what works for your health needs. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got something different. And honestly, I've got customers that some days want to be do the vegan cheese. Some days want to do no cheese. Some days want to do traditional cheese. Yeah. Um, depending on how they're feeling at that point in time. Mm-hmm. What about a social media presence? So I'd love to touch on that. Yeah. So you were just talking before we started about Instagram. So yeah. that's kind of your go-to social media platform, right? Yeah, I love Instagram. Um, I think that when I first moved to San Diego, before I had this business, and it was just an idea, I was I was meeting people. I didn't know anybody when I moved here. I was meeting people all through Instagram and through different communities that I found through Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I think that Instagram is a huge has a huge potential for creating those connections, which which I love. Um, so how we got connected to Yeah, exactly. Like pretty much everybody that I know here, I would say 80%, it's through Instagram mm-hmm. first and then, then translating that into in real life connections. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've been able to translate that to the business as well, mainly because I had so much support and so many connections before I launched that I had this group of people 
I had so much support before I even opened the business and people were sharing it for me. People were posting on their Instagram and, and I would say other than walk by drive by traffic, Instagram would be where we get the most of our customers from. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it makes sense, you know, starting off like this and then having that connection. It's like, why not use them? Yeah. Make a bunch of pizzas, have them try it, build yeah. that foundation and then launch. I think you did it. Yeah. It's just having a network way. of people that are there to support you and they're there to share with their own networks. Yeah. What about your health like background as far as fitness goes? Mm -hmm. What got you into that? Because I know you have... You have a lot of posts about that, so... Yeah, I would say that um, on my Instagram, a slice of life, it actually started as more of a fitness Instagram. I'm not a trainer. I'm not, like, a professional. I'm more of a fitness enthusiast, and I just like it because I like being healthy. I like... I like... Um, I liked working out with my husband. Like, it was something that we had in common, and I just really like that whole... I like the energy of the people that I found in the fitness space, and that's how I was making friends. Um, so... My Instagram started as more of a fitness page, and then it's translated into more of a business page. But that's still, like, I don't have a lot of time, and going to the gym is still a big priority for me. I'll still work out. Um, right from when I opened up, opened up the store, I work out at least four or five times a week. Nice. And that's always stayed a priority. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, definitely not did not do that <laughs> uh, my first year in real estate. I completely, like, I went from, I, I was a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. From, oh, really? Yeah. So it was really bad because when I was a personal trainer, I felt like my body was my, like I was selling my own body, you know, yeah. so I had to be fit. I had to be super toned. Yeah. Like, I just feel like you trust somebody a little bit more if they are totally yeah. fit, you know, not saying anything if you're not, but I just felt that way. So I kept myself so accountable for mm -hmm. so long and then I went into real estate and then it was straight up like... 8 to 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. for a whole year I sat down in a desk and I made phone calls it was yeah it's the opposite shocking. you're not active everything changed I, I got acne like I you know my metabolism slowed down I it I didn't realize what was happening yeah I was tired more yeah and this didn't just happen within like six months like I started noticing it a lot more like ninth mm -hmm. tenth month you know it takes a while mm -hmm. but that's power will right there because I couldn't I didn't do it and I regret it because now I am back on that train but it took yeah. me another year to get back on it right because right. now I'm running a business now I'm like living literally paycheck to paycheck because it's all commission-based yeah you know it's like and then you take care of your team or you take care of whoever's under you such as your employees so it's like yeah. you have all the stress that you didn't have before but you still have to manage to put yourself first. Yeah. So it was a huge yeah. lesson for me that I've recently learned. Just to try and balance that out and keep mm -hmm. your own priorities. But it honestly sounds like you have everything perfectly aligned. <laughs> That's like, what it sounds like. <laughs> it does. And I know we're going to come up about like more hiccups and stuff. But yeah. I mean, what, it, there's no such thing as not failing ever. Yeah. You know, it's like you're going to have little fails throughout yeah. your journey. But that's what kind of, it's like you take one step back, but you take three steps forward. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. that constantly throughout life, you know? Yeah. It's, but most people or some people, at least they take a step back and then they take two more back. Yeah. Because they don't see those three steps forward. Right, so, right. So, and it shows because this place is beautiful. <laughs> and I love the garage doors. I love how Oh, yeah. They're nice when they're opened up too because you get the breeze in here. It feels like a patio. <laughs> I love it. Do you get a lot of sand in here? <laughs> no, because we're, we're kind of far right, from the like beach. Yeah. Away. Oh, my yeah. gosh. 
Well, do you want to share anything with our listeners as far as like where to find you, all of that stuff? Yeah, um, so you can find Powerhouse at Powerhouse. It's Power H A U S Pizza on Instagram, Facebook. Our website is www.powerhousepizza.com. Awesome. You can follow me at a slice of dot life. Okay. And then as far as like big orders for people that are listening that have companies, they have company parties or anything. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of corporate catering where we either do catering directly through ourselves. You can email me Anisha, A-N-I-S-H-A at powerhousepizza.com or we're also on Office Express, Easy Cater, Grubhub for work, traditional Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates. Nice. Yeah, so you can definitely find us. (laughs) I can't wait. I'm going to eat some pizza now. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of San Diego Biz Babes. We really hope you could take something from this episode and grow. If you know someone that could also use this message, share this episode. Our guest information will be in the show notes. And for updates on our next podcast and business tips, follow our Instagram at San Diego Biz Babes. At San Diego Biz Babes.